Support for For The Players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FTP at au.manscaped.com. If my math is correct, and it might just be, that's about 8 million balls. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. And I'm Paul James. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with over 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years and that games meaning combined. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on your podcast services, 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you want to join the conversation, you can head over to our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Discord, Instagram, whatever. It's all the links in the description below. But if you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist, where you can watch us record the show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening as a podcast service, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe to the comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, pocosh.com slash shop. We can buy shirts and other assorted shit without logos on it. Or you can help support the brands help support us, just like our friends over at Manscaped. But we'll have more to say about them in the future. Midpadge! Were you about to... Did you nearly call me Max? A little bit. Surely, like, after having done the entire preamble yourself, then you would have triggered. Yeah, no, like, it's one of those things. So, Paul is joining us today. And I'll probably call you Max before the end of the show again. But uh, (laughs) it is. We were just discussing how, like, when you get so so in that motion for now, what is 255 episodes or something? The second you get thrown out, 5,232 episodes. Yes. So, so many. But yes, Max Cooper, he is away. He is off in Phillip Island. Not very happy about it because he's off hanging out with his in laws. But that's what he is doing. Uh, So instead. We have the almost accidental third guest because whenever there's an empty space, fucking Padge just comes on in. I've Bradbury on in. Yeah, that. <laughs> you, yeah, you are. This the, is my chance to shine. You are substitute Padge, and you're going. How have you been, man? Padge. It's been a very long time since we've had you on. Has it? Yeah, I suppose it's been a few months at least. It's been a couple it's been of early months. Early this year. Yeah, for sure. I'm busy. Always busy. Um, plenty of podcasts, plenty of writing, plenty of games that need reviewing. Uh, look, I guess we'll we'll get it out of the way now because it's the first time I've been on the show since I have shilled my uh, like sold myself a little bit and uh, I joined Xbox for a for a not one night only there. If, if we recall, I went to the Xbox showcase yeah, here in to, Melbourne. Uh, Fortress was it? I I, re- I returned to yes, yes, it was at Fortress in Melbourne. I do re- like I returned to the team kind of hat in hand and head bowed a little bit and looking for forgiveness but 
I, I've, I've seen the light again. I'm back. No, I get it. I understand. You're, you're infiltrating from the inside. You know what I mean? You're going in there like, yeah. oh, man, how good's Xbox? You're like, but how good's PlayStation? Well, Larry Herb was there, and I could have, like, I just walked over to him like, Larry, have you played a PlayStation 5? <laughs> how about that, that M.2 drive? It's pretty sweet, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Larry, do you know the God of War release date? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But when you say you've been shilling, you've been like, you've been doing a lot. Like you've been you now write for for games ranks. You do uh, obviously all yep. the player two stuff you've been doing for the longest time. Uh, of course, Dev Diary still going hard, uh, and you've got some exciting ones coming up for that one too. So go check that out. But you've also yep. done you do a sportsing podcast now. Yeah, uh, even even as we speak right now, the other screen here, Geelong is playing right now, and that is the sportsing subject of of choice for me i yeah every every week it's a weekly show unlike dev diary i interview people in and in and around the geelong footy club um which is it, it's a nice challenge in the sense that like the formula is very similar to what i have with dev diary but the nature of the guests the stories have been through and even just like i guess what's public knowledge yeah like there, there's a lot more digging that i have to do to get everything i want out of out of dev diary whereas with this there's so much that's just public knowledge or they're a public figure like really i guess more traditional public figure as well so there's just a lot of stuff that i've just learned over the years without even having to dig so it's 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 a weird one but something i'm really enjoying well obviously being the massive geelong cat supporter that you are it's almost perfect yeah. that you get to do the- how did it how did that even come about uh the the guy kind of had a, his own, uh, the the brand the overall brand i guess is called the hoop show um but he kind of got his platform going i think i just threw a follow on on twitter and then i think recognizing that i was a geelong fan i think he's trying to build up the following so followed me back then like i'm posting about dev diary and the idea came about hey why don't you try and kind of replicate the idea but for all things footy and so that's that's where we're at and you're like son of a bitch i'm in yeah and i guess the, the thing that i guess outside of again what i just said that even finding the news and being able to kind of start the conversation and have the facts at my disposal is a lot easier in this case he also acts as like a manager for me he and go, he goes and sources all the guests for me oh like, even the, the hard part of Dev that's Dyer the hardest part he just goes and does it all for me amazing first episode was with an ex like extra long player and as of only a couple of years ago like it was awesome like, all right sweet sounds like everything's coming up padge which is awesome yeah for now for now for now, for now. the shit will hit the fan soon <laughs> That's, it always that's right. does. Oh, always does. Oh, man, speaking of sh- shit hitting the fan, that's like my fucking existence right now uh, when it comes to like work or whatever. It's the end of term, so it's like fucking bonkers, getting everything all wrapped up and tidy, and then, you know, end of financial year, so budgets and all oh, that fun stuff, stuff. got to get done, and then readjusting all everyone to this new funding body, and then, uh, and then I just have to essentially re-roster everyone, all the staff, and then all the clients, and oh, my God, I've just spent the majority of this week uh, staring at a screen. And then when I wasn't screen i was then driving to werribee to uh to like do meet and greet for some new clients we're about to open yep. a new site over there in werribee and then i'm hiking on back and, and i'm driving around and this big then i'm watching some wrestling and, and you know playing some games and that's my week keeps you busy it does like i have i have been very busy and of course i've always uh making time for my boy as well it's holidays next week so it's holidays this week for him school holidays now yeah. i get next week off it's my you know uh i don't have like, oh, yeah, the okay, scheduled yeah. leave of uh my term structure at my job um so i'm taking a couple of days out uh normally i'm not but i'm like going to because you know james is uh he's out of school his mum's still working so i might come hang out at dad's so we're all gonna 
spend some time together next week. Party time. I'm excited. Yeah. He's Plenty like, he's, dus. Oh, we're going to do Does he still say dus? Yeah, is of course. Still a thing? Oh, yeah, still a thing. He knows what wrestling is, but he just calls, he still calls it dus, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, okay. So we're going to a bunch of things lined up because um, we'll talk about uh, that because in terms of what we've been playing, like as he has sort of jumped in on the game train. Uh, so I touched upon it a little Very bit nice. last week. Um, in terms of the games, I did a big download from the PS Plus, so I'd love to hear your thoughts about the PS Plus too. But uh, I keep getting, I get getting video calls from him, which is great. He just calls me and goes, "Dad, I'm playing Secret Neighbor, and I got to be the neighbor." And then he told me everything that he does as the neighbor and how he found all the keys and how he choked out all these children and you know all this sort of stuff, which is, which is a, it's it's awesome. Like he's really choked out all these children. Yeah. Great. As my awesome son, family fun yeah like as like every other five-year-old he's like in love with uh youtube so yeah all his favorite it, youtubers are playing it yeah so to give him something that's not watching youtube like he because he's least interacting with it like yeah he still gets yeah. a lot of screen time but like as you know myself like i i'm in front of a screen all the time with the nature of what i do here and work and just my what i do to to wind down and then same yep. as his mum. his mum loves watching tvs and movies and shows etc so like we can't be like well you can't look at a screen as we're all sitting there doing and working and looking at your screens yeah um so we're a bit flexible on that but yeah this is a great way it's he's interacting he's you know hand-eye coordination it's frustration tolerance all the things that are my job does i'm passing on to my son like getting in there now and early but yes, he's been playing that. He's been playing the Toy Story 2 PS1 Classic. He played a little bit of Yeah, Ape downloaded Escape. that. Got to give that a crack. Played a little bit of the Ape Escapes, which uh, that game handles like a butthole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of yeah, nostalgia wrapped in that game. and uh, I have no nostalgia for that game. And so, yeah, I can come at it pretty cleanly and just say, yeah, handles like dog shit. That's where I'm at. I'm like, I remember it, but I don't think I ever had it. And I'm going, this is bum. It's a real yeah. bum. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess whatever floats your boat. But yeah, before we get into the if other you games, like shit games, you can play shit games, everyone. Yeah, look, I, I fucking love shit games. You know, if, well, like not like not Zach Jackson of well played level shit games. He he's renowned for his love of the shit games. Yeah, and he makes it worse. And I guess the timing is is good to reference this. Like, there's been an update on his uh, well played Open Critic Challenge. This year is the worst year of games he's presented for us to. Uh, I didn't see where you were, but I was not in a position that I was happy with at all. Oh, I probably um, further down then. So, and it, show, it shows the standard because Matt Houston's second. Um, but the, just the random shit that gets thrown out there, like, oh, you know, predict the open critic score for this game. And it's, I don't know, My Little Pony 16. Like, Well, the problem was there was no, like all the big titles didn't have locked in dates when we started. Then just have a mid-year update put like four games in there because that's all we were going to get. You know, I don't know. Horizon, Elden Ring, Tunic. What else have we had? Uh, Pokemon Arceus. Yeah, uh, like there was a few of those you could go and pop in and then just let's update it at mid-year. Here's yeah. round two. The amount of Googling and we I don't had have to, to do to, with... for the open What game. is this game? Yeah. It's fucked. Like I couldn't just look and go, oh, I don't know what it's going to get. My first question was, what the hell is this thing first? And then go from there. So that says all you need to know about the Open Critic Challenge. Com- it's completely irrelevant, people. If I'm not, I'm tenth. Like it shows that the thing's flawed. But look, you know, it's just I'm putting this out there for Zach. I don't, I don't believe he. Listens. We love you, Zach. We love you, Zach. And everyone should know that Homefront: The Revolution is on PS Plus. Uh, if you have essential or uh, sorry, if you have uh, uh, deluxe or high or extra or higher, sorry, so extra or deluxe, you can play Homefront: The Revolution. Zach endorsed. Sadly, Troll and I is not on there. 
uh, but he can at least get one of his top two favorite games of all time, at least. Ooh. Or no Porsche <laughs> Challenge, though. That's the one PS Classic that he'll want in the same way that it doesn't have Harvest Moon Back to Nature, which makes me sad, but it doesn't. No, that's, that's it wrong. also does not have Shame One Cricket 99. We've got time. They've got time. They yeah. can fix this. And look, you know, it can, they can put it up there as, like, you know, posthumously because, you know, he's since passed, and it's sort of like, you know, be like, oh, man, Shame One, what a dude. Put that up there, the PS Classics. Would would that be an instant download for you? hundred uh, percent, and especially especially if there were trophies in there. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> like, I would have spent hundreds of hours on that relatively poor cricket game back in the day, and <laughs> I will spend hundreds of hours playing it all over again. Aged even worse now. Like, I'll do it again oh. in a heartbeat. But what are you? Like, so that, that's before we dive into all the all the other big games that we've been playing, but. Uh, Tell me about your PS Plus experience because uh, Max and I chatted about it last week and, you know, we, we our, for those that may not have checked out last week, both he and I are like, cool, it's great. It's kind of a good start. There's not a lot of classics, PS1 yeah, or PS2. The lack of PS Now is really killing us here in uh, Australia because a lot of PS3 games are missing. There's not even close to the 700 games everyone else is getting promised. We don't know who it's for. It's not for the hardcores, and it's kind of not for. It's best for the new people, but like it's in a weird little space. But that's where we I, stand. Where do you stand? Yeah, I mean, I think our first, um, I guess, for the first time, there's an update, and they start adding more games into it. That's going to give us a clearer picture of how this thing's going to start to look. Because I'm okay with them starting light. That's fine. If we're going to get you know, four or five, you know, batches of four or five plus games every month, for example. Like if it's a monthly turnaround, like four to five is not a lot when you've got, you know, you've probably got a team of at least a few dozen, which is probably all that something like this requires to to kind of go through, update, make sure trophies are in there, make sure you've got your PAL and NTSE versions and all those sorts of things that they've had to kind of learn through this initial rollout and then get the next release out there. And then next month, okay, we're we're doing this, this, and this. And we've obviously already seen some rating stuff from games that are going to be coming. Resistance Retribution's been rated on the PSP. Um, There was a whole bunch of the other Siphon Filter games that have all been rated. I think that was in Korea or, yeah, yeah, somewhere like that. I can't remember. Yeah, their ratings for just a little bit. I don't know. No good. No good. They can't can't, can't keep a good secret. Um, So... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be more about what that cadence is like going forward. But beyond that, in terms of what I've played, um, yeah, I've tried out Ape Escape. I've jumped into, I jumped back into Echo Chrome. Oh, yeah. If you recall that one. Um, that broke my ba- brain when I was younger, and it's doing so again now. Like nothing's changed. And what's the other one? Uh, oh, um, because they just kind of stealth dropped it. I also took on. Oh, shit. House Marks game. Oh, Matterfall. No, no, no Matterfall's a PS. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I still dead. mean classics. I mean classics. P- uh, PSP game. It's dead. a twin stick shooter. Dead Nation. What's the star? Uh, star Stardust. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Super sure, Stardust Ultra, whatever. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, Super Stardust. But, but portable. Yeah. Um, basically, it was the very first of all those Stardust games, anyway. And yeah, I, I took that for a spin. It's it's interesting kind of because I didn't play it on the PSP. I kind of jumped in, I think, when it first came to PS3. So it's interesting to see how the franchise has kind of developed over the over the years, like having that bit of extra context now. So there's a nice historical component to the whole thing. But again, most people are going to be ponying up for that. So they need to start dropping some bigger hitters and at a semi-decent 
pace. Mm. Very much so. Because, yeah, it's one of the, there's a lot of big... There's all those big PS4 games in there as well and some nice PS5 games. But, you know, similar, similar to us, Padge, if not more, you, you are in that position where you have played near on every big game that appears on these yeah. lists. So it's kind of, yeah, we're just not, not for us particularly, but for those that can only pick up two or three games a year, like it's, it's absolute bull, can blow, blow them all away in just yeah, complete. That, that said, I guess, you know, like there, there are still some new releases that fit the bill. I'm sure you've downloaded a few. I personally have jumped on and I started playing it today. Um, was playing shadow warrior three because that is leaving the service yes, next yes, week. It is. Um, so I might, and you know, it's like a five, five and a half hour long game. So I'm like, sweet, I'm going to bust through this thing, play it before it's, before I have to, you know pay up to try it so um i'm you know having decent fun with it which is good um but again i guess those sort of titles that are coming in and out at the moment smack a lot of what we've seen from game pass where a lot of the titles are kind of coming in and out of sevens they're swimming in sevens all the game pass yeah there's a lot there's a lot of like fine games a lot of good good games but there's very little that like blows me one thing i noticed last week when i was dicking about like there's all these old, like, fantastic PS1... Uh, sorry, uh, first-party PS... Uh, PlayStation 4 games. Where the fuck's yeah. the order? Speaking of Zach again, where's the yeah. order? Why is no, the no, order? I'm all about I'm all about the order as well. Yeah, it's super weird. But uh, I, like, I myself haven't been dicking about too much in the PS Plus games because uh, this week I did roll credits on the quarry. Sweet. So I haven't started yet. Game is... Slow start really engaging middle like fuck it's so good and that piddles out in the end ah oh, it ends with a wet fart yeah right? just because it, as it tries to close everything up it's just like okay cool and then it, it suddenly just ends at least for yep. me it did like maybe just the way that my playthrough went like it just goes and and you're oh okay so like there's a there's a, like a nice big like uh there's a relatively big final fight but yeah, then it yeah, okay. kind of just pssst, and then that's it it's a bit disappointing but like those middle like the the whole build up and the when they start expanding on the world and the lore like it really just is just I, I pun intended I just want to fucking sink my teeth into it because it's just like give me give me give me give me because like it's it's hitting all these different uh well the the thing about it is very similar to how like until dawn was you know very reminiscent of a particular genre of a horror movie what they've done here is they've taken out they've taken the best parts of like a creature feature with a cabin in the woods with like the hills have eyes which i've I've, I've mentioned this a number of times and i'll mention it even more in in uh the coming week when an episode of uh uh, uh, more the players more the players with Kat uh, over from Hear Us Scream her, her, her myself and Max break down all the story we're going to have her with her expertise knowledge of horror genre and, and how it uh, how it goes through for her but gameplay still shit um, just because it controls like butt uh, but you know the the QTEs are pretty straightforward but you know as we come to learn it was previously a Stadia game so the QTEs couldn't be too hard too complicated yeah they had to allow for some of the latency and those sorts of things you're gonna get through streaming yep bingo and the water is lose the butt but like it's good i I really enjoyed rolling credits on it i'm like okay cool because stadium can't do water stadia sorry apparently it can't no but (coughs) the one thing i i also booted up uh far cry 6 
because it's been a whole 20 minutes or so and i haven't mentioned my brand spanking new tv that i'm in love with yes um i one of the biggest problems that i had with far cry 6 is performance i had screen tearing i had judders i had all these major problems when playing it on my old tv not here and now yeah thanks to the beauty of the tv with 120 120 hertz and it's vrr completely like resolves all those issues that i was having from a visual standpoint it runs yeah, smoother sweet. like there's no not a single screen tear like it almost feels like it runs better and smoother and i can't explain it it's 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 really good. So like, I'll be going back to that a little bit. I did have to delete it in order to make room for an, a game, another game that I'm playing now, um, which is so oh, so good to be back playing games again, man. Being you know, in the right headspace. Yeah, for I had that down, that down that time. I wasn't into it. And then now I'm, I'm so happy to be back because especially with the game that I've been playing today. Now, you don't have a lot to say on this one. but I'll, Nothing I'll, yet. I'll, yeah. Yeah. So uh, over on on Friday at time of recording, which was what? Saturday, Saturday. So it was Friday yesterday. Uh, I did get a lovely email from uh, the team over at Bandai Namco uh, and Square here in, in Australia, and they whipped me over a code for the Outriders World Slayer DLC, which Outriders, my, I think my number two game of last year, it only uh, lost just, just behind Resident Evil Village. Mostly because with Village, I enjoyed the story and the gameplay. But without and you still want to get and you want to get stood on the tall vampire by the tall vampire lady, don't yeah, that did help. I know it's her daughters. I was being afraid of her daughters more than her. Those little you know like little emo looking goth chicks. That was my shit. Yep. But uh, yeah, Outriders like his the story was always a bit weird, but the gameplay is absolutely exceptional. And booting it up, uh, sorry, booting booting it up today and then just jumping back into the world of outriders it's exactly where i left off like i mean you know i had done pretty much near on everything i did all the world nonsense i'd done all the levels uh, and i was in the end game stuff and then to jump back in and it, it it feels like like that old comfortable jumper it's nice and warm and toasty and it fits just the way you remember and you go oh my god i haven't been in this jumper for so long and it feels so good that and we both need warmth because it's cold so in both of cold. our respective locations but that is what outriders is doing for me right now i jump in and i'm like this is exactly what i remember it's giving me these warm cozy feelings because the second that i start running and getting behind those boxes and just like you know doing the whole wave looter shooter division 2-esque gameplay yeah the loop but on the space and that loop starts kicking in i'm just like oh and I just want to like eat it all up, eat it all, all up. And even then, because like now, obviously I had done all uh, all the main game. I had made my way into the end game. So I'm now jumping into the new, uh, you know, tier structure, which is like the accolade tier and the apoc and the apocalypse tier. So like I'm yeah, right. I get to essentially, even though I've done everything in the main game, they're like, well, world tier, which is what you were on. That's done. Yep here's your new here's your new one for the new area and i'm like oh i get to start at zero again but with all my good shit it's like a new game plus so i'm just like starting to rip through these tiers that difficulty keeps spiking i'm just stacking up loot i'm just like having the greatest time in the world and oh and then like you i'm know, finally gonna start and you've and you know our twitter interaction today is you're gonna we're gonna jump in and play some together at some point my god you're just gonna carry me oh i'm more than happy to i'm more than happy just to carry you all the way through because like it's just fun it's so much fun the story's fucking stupid and weird and but like not even like a good like kojima weird it's just weird 
but yeah okay. it's just that game that game uh, that moment to moment gameplay you're coming into an area and like very similar to uncharted you see those you know waist high boxes and you're like it's fucking time oh, here we go. go let's go yeah and then you're like you jump behind stuff and just you know unrailing things and using your cool anomaly powers as the as the uh well, accolade you are you know, accolade. i guess the important thing yeah to keep in mind with with outriders whether it's world slayer or the or the core game itself is the fact that it is developed by people can fly and people can fly have got a bit of experience with that cover base shooter because they developed gears, uh, they gears judgment back in the day and so obviously that's exactly the same as uncharted in that kind of a whole bunch of boxes whatever it is barrels whatever kind of combination of environmental things and you know big concrete things that you can kind of like jump behind it's it's that same sort of formula in in some ways and so. it is and so like and that what's that's what the central what they've done is they've brought gears over and they replaced one meathead dude with a different meathead dude who has powers you know so it's it's awesome. If, if you love Gears, it's, it's absolutely exceptional. Now, like, I've really only a couple of hours in. So essentially, from a very basic story point, for those that remember, uh, the idea of Outriders is that Earth is all kinds of fucked. So the, everyone gets in a ship and they fuck off in a, you know, the galaxy somewhere else. The idea is they find this other planet that is more inhabitable and they would go and then this would be the new homeworld. Yep. But when we get there, you find out there's this massive thing called the anomaly, which is this essential giant world storm that's just fucking everything up, and then it's all connected, and that anomaly gives is what gives people powers and blah 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 blah. By the end of the game, you kind of, you know, as you would expect, you have a bit more control over the anomaly. It's not as bad as it once was. A lot of the big bads are sort of gone. But knowing that it was essentially wanting to be a, you know, live service game with, you know, uh, a di- different end game tiers and stuff, they uh, they did leave it open enough for it to expand. And that's what this DLC does. It then goes, hey, the anomaly's gotten Let's go. worse. Let's oh, go. Okay. And they're yeah, like, right. hey, it's pinpoint, like, all the, you know, what's making it worse is in this new location over there. I'm like, okay, let's go. And so it puts you in a whole other region, though, or like other it's a whole other things, or is it all stuff? Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a whole other region. So the, the map itself sort of goes. The idea is you start west and you make your way east. Um, hang on, no, that way on the camera. West, east. Uh, so that way, you know, as you start moving your way across the the um, the, the, the continent or the map or whatever. Um, and then yeah, so this is a whole different area. Same similar concept, west to east, because east is where all the where all the real weird shit it. It's kind of the opposite horizon. Um, yeah, so it's yep. a whole, whole yeah, new area. Point. So this area is uh, a lot more Arctic. It's a, it's hence the the all the imagery very similar to that of Monster Hunter Iceborne or even for, for, nice. Forbidden yep. West. Uh, sorry, Horizon Zero Dawn's Frozen Wilds. Like, hey, it's a new area and it's just fucking icy. So with that comes a bunch of cool new imagery and you know with with uh, like the HDRs, it's reflective and it's pu- beautiful. And the PS5 version is sick and tight. Is, is and it looks great beautiful. on your TV. It does. And it runs... you got a new TV. It, it got a new TV. It's so good. And it runs smooth as butter. It runs <laughs> smoother than I remember, which is even better again, which really helps when, you know, you start getting swarmed by by the different... Um, in, uh, 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 in, what are they called? Um, insurgents. You know, as they start swarming you, you just quickly start whipping around and because there's no screen tearing, as well, pretty, at least from my experience, like... Pew, 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 uh, you can tell I'm excited because I'm all fucking hyped up. Oh, man, I'm I'm keen to get into it, and you're just 
amping me up even yeah, more. Yeah, man, I, I'm really, really enjoying it, and it was exactly what I wanted. Like as as I said, like I, I've I've had I've had time away, and I mentioned last week how you know the the quarry did kind of bring that back as I fell back into the games a little bit, and that was nice. But like now, I'm just like, oh, okay, this is what this is the not not even junk food game that I needed. It's just it might just it's be the exactly right loop. what I needed. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, man. Because I've been playing that and Game Dev Story, which is one of those old Kairosoft mobile games, but on the PS4. Oh, on, yeah, on, right. on the PS4. So I've been like, oh, do some Game Dev Story. I can just zone out at the end of the day and just build games. And my game is, my studio is called Butt Play Studios. So all my uh, all my games are all inappropriately titled games. Yep. Um, you know, so that makes me chuckle. No one ever can see the games but me. But, you know, I've got a couple of Hall of Fame games that are really inappropriately named. Hall of Fame games. That's Up right. your arsenal, just like Ratchet. Uh, it, was, it, was a bit, it was a bit more obvious than that. You know, like there was a golfing sim which is called Any Holes a Goal. You know, it's just, <laughs> there was a robot shooter which was called Automated Loads. And then I, and then I it, because that was a Hall of Fame game, and then I was able to do a sequel. So that was, uh, <laughs> so that was Automated Loads 2, Come Again. That one was pretty, that was an easy title. You know, it's just little things like that, which yeah. is which is fun. Um, and then there's a pirate game that, that I made and that was just our booty. That was an easy, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, these all things that just make me chuckle as I'm, as I'm playing the game. But yeah, the, those two of them combined this week has kind of relit that spark. And like, uh, the second I'm for recorded the show here, I've got to duck out for a minute, but then I'm going to come back. I'm just going to fucking play more of that. And you know, I've got plans tomorrow morning, but I'm going to be tired because I'm just going to fucking play. I just, I just, I'm just itching to play more Outriders. Yeah, man. I'm. Su- I mean, and see, the, I guess the thing is, and a bit like your Division Two experience, you're playing it all solo, aren't you? Absolutely. Sorry, I was having a drink at the same time. Absolutely, completely. Like, I, at no point did I play Outriders with fucking anyone. I can't wait to ch- force that change up on you, just like I did with the Division Two. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it's one of those things. But, but I don't mind. Like, the fact that I can, I can, comp- I, I don't have to play with other people is the biggest selling point to me. Yeah. So, like, there's, there's a difference between having to play with other people and having the option to. So, when you and yeah. I played The Division 2, I had we had the option to play together. Otherwise, we could have just ran it solo, you know? And, and we like, did. Yeah. yeah, we did for the most part. Like, I think I think at that time, I was fur- potentially further into the game than you. Or yeah. maybe, and so, like, I just jumped in while you completed some early missions or whatever, the case, earlier missions than what I'd done. And we just chatted the whole time, mm-hmm. played it out as well. It was it's good shit. Yeah, because Max has got it as well, and he'll be he wants to jump into the DLC as uh, too, which would be awesome. So like within the three, like it's a it's a squad of four, I think, maybe even three. But like, we we may just have it in the bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'll get myself up to speed and go yeah, from there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's not a super long game, is it? Not really. Like the, core, it, the core game, yeah. It does feel longer than it should be, but like if you just if you get that momentum going, and if I come in and like, pardon me, carry you a little bit fine yeah okay yeah i'll get myself up to speed pretty quick anyway and again those gear style cover uh, uncharted style cover based shooters are right up my alley so it won't take me long to settle in yeah yeah so like it's it's yeah so i will have more to say over the next week because i'm pretty sure i'll get it done by next week um because like even though the story itself is like it's just propelling the gameplay forward for me um, you know, you, you're heading into this area that's been uncharted before and the thing called the Black Gulch or some nonsense. I'm like, whatever. Like, I've already found, like, one mini boss that, like, you kind of punches your face in for a little bit. Like, you know, 
does the game does this really good thing where it does escalate as you play from a difficulty and then it'll hit a boss and the yep. boss will fuck you for a while and then once you clear it like very similar to i guess that sort of you know that uh i don't want to say that, that i guess the same psychology of, of dark souls i guess in that you just keep running it you keep running it, you keep running it you keep running it, and then eventually you get it and you go yes and you have this giant boner and then you just keep going on on forward you know so that's where it's at for me and you know like i got i got absolutely pounded in this little uh this one boss called the fisherman and then once i'm through him i'm like let's keep on going yeah right and so even as level up as you are that loop is still challenging in just the right yeah, well, just because, the right amounts. Yeah, because of that world, because the that, world that tiers constant and all that. scaling with the with the tiers, the or difficulty tiers. If you get punched too hard, just bump it back a couple, you know, and then or and then as you beat that area, you go sweet, you pop it back up, you know, and like it, there is no the only penalty is that the loot that will drop in that encounter just scales be, back a bit. Yeah, just scales yeah. back a little bit. And you go, all right, cool, and then you just sell it and buy the gear you want, and then keep moving up, you know. It's a ton of fun, ton of fun. What about you, man? What have you been playing? Um, look, for the most part, in fact, like I mentioned, obviously, um, Shadow Warrior 3 before, like that's the first PlayStation game I've played in quite a while, actually. Mm. Um, and not because I jumped on the Xbox bandwagon, but because I've been totally like sucked in with Nintendo. Yeah, you've been um, reviewing up a storm over there. Yeah, I've been reviewing all the stuff that they've been sending through, which was Mario Strikers and I, and then Fire Emblem and, and even now like monster hunter sunbreak rise sunbreak has just come out so that's going to keep me preoccupied as well yeah so there's gonna be there's a lot of time with the switch at the moment but at the same time i do want to like i, I am playing shadow warrior for the reasons we mentioned before that i want to be able to get that one done before it falls out of uh extra um and then outriders obviously for the reasons we've just discussed i do want to go and play the quarry I, like the, and again we're getting really close to that period where the games start coming thick and thin um and i'm sure we'll talk about it later but like october is just going to be ridiculous so um just get myself into that rhythm again and you know most of nintendo stuff will all be behind me i'm not i've made the conscious decision that i am not going to be reviewing xenoblade chronicles 3 because i don't have 60 hours even if i've got a month to review it that i'm not Jesus. like i just like even if i had that long i just that's not because i've been flat chat with work stuff and family stuff and you mentioned before with games writing podcasts all those sorts of things like I don't have a 60 hour JRPG where I'm working to a timeline yeah. in me right now. Um, as it is Fire Emblem, I didn't hit the embargo and the and Fire Emblem's half the length. <laughs> so it's just, um, and now admittedly I had other kind of bits and pieces show Again, work kind of absolutely crucified me in that time when the review embargo was coming up. And so I just didn't hit it. But right now I just need to be able to take a half a step back and play some games I want to play just because I want to play them. Like yeah. stuff that I'm really, and again, not that like I love Fire Emblem. I love a Muso Max. I'm sure you're watching or listening now. You had the opportunity to play this game on your drive up to where do you go again? Phillip Island. Phillip Island. You had that opportunity. You pissed it away. Um, you know, Mario Strikers was awesome. Like I haven't played any bad games, but I'm looking forward to just kind of playing what I want hmm. for non-reviewing purposes for a little while. Well, yeah, so because it sounds like the opposite of where I was. So I had all these review games I was supposed to play, and then I just didn't because I didn't want to. Thankfully, Max was able to pick up the pick up the slack for pick me. Pick up the slack for you. Um, but yeah, so like maybe I, I think I think there'll be a little bit of me going back and sort of hopefully jumping into some some of the ones that I from earlier in the year. 
You might go finish like Tiny Tina's, etc. Things like that. Oh, Tiny Tina's Spe- so good. Yeah, especially now that's on uh, on the there's a game trial as well on the on yep. the PS Plus. So I'm sure there's some people that probably want to jump in. They've got mates that have it, like you, Craig. Oh no, Craig can't play first person shooters. He doesn't have quite the dexterity. He's it's not his wheelhouse. First persons. But uh, that's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. But anyway, you know, I might might go do a little bit of that. Might pick up some of those things. Well, I mean, similar similar to Outriders. Let me know if you want to play some Tiny Tina. I'll jump in with you. Oh yeah, I'm I'm super super keen. But yeah, so that pretty much ticks all your boxes, man. There's nothing else major to report. No, nothing games. else really. Again, I think like I'm just at a point where I'm starting to warm up to kind of really start cracking into some games properly. Yeah. Um, it was that that end of term two sort of craziness that stopped me from doing a lot of what I wanted to do, and now that that's done, I can get back to the good shit. Yeah, and I guess also off the back of E3, my E3 apathy, my APA E3, I guess. Yeah. You know, I just didn't fucking care about anything that came out of, of that, you know, that Summer Games Fest week or whatever. So just to have something that that, that, want, that garners my attention is is awesome. But let's like keep... Like God of War. Like God of War. Let's keep moving on forward. But forward to that, this is the section when we do a big old shill. Now, uh, oh, yeah. now Padge, because I... Uh, I'm not going to make you talk about the... Uh, the, the front areas of Manscaped. Uh, let's press this button. Oh, I, I, I knew it would flip around because uh, it's set to, to Max and I, but I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to crop it in real hard on my face like that, and I'm going to read out this ad for Manscaped. Now, the, the internet this week, Padge, has been going absolutely crazy and just oh. just absolutely threatening to whip their dicks out in front of all these game devs on Twitter. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But as... Exp- as expected, it isn't helping the cause. It's not getting them what they want. But maybe it's because they don't have well-kept front areas. I think it's very possible. Could be pretty... Yeah, something simple like that, yeah. But yeah, so it's a shame. Like, maybe they haven't heard of Manscaped, which is a little bit hard to imagine with over 4 million men worldwide uh, have access and have been using Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming and their... Uh, male grooming with their fourth-generation performance package to get your uh, God of Wang area under control by going... <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Get, get your Thor's hammer. Oh, up. that's right. Get your Mjolnir, you know, all uh, male-kept. Yeah. Uh, you can, but if you head over to au.manscaped.com, you get yourself 20% off uh, and free worldwide shipping if you use that code FTP. Because Manscaped, they have the right tools for your jewels. <laughs> With that, as I perform, as before mentioned, Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside that beautiful package, you get all these things to help your package, including their Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies in. It is everything you need to make your balls a priority, um, which, you know is probably more important than harassing people about uh, release dates for games, but that's cool. Yeah. But that fourth generation trimmer we mentioned features a cutting edge ceramic blade, a blade, sorry, that reduces grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology and also gives the ability to use their 4000K LED where spotlight, which you can turn on and off as needed. So you, when you shave your front area in the dark, it's all covered you know maybe it's dark down there. there's not there's not a lot of undercarriage lighting normally so it's not it's not a bad thing to have plus it is also waterproof 
But as mentioned, that package does come with the Weed Whacker, which is Max's favorite tool of choice, as it can chop your worst weeds up the top, uh, up that are all up in your schnoz and in your ear holes. These nose and hair trimmers use a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Hot. <laughs> Look, I've got the weed whacker. It's, it's handy for those nose hairs. That's right. It, it, it sure is. But that is not everything. That's not the only thing that Manscaped offer. They, all, they, out, they all, also offer these awesome brand new dick holders these are the these are the the, the manscape oh. boxes the 2.0s they do come with the uh the proprietary jewel pouch it's a pouch designed to cradle your boys in their own special space line perforated performance fabric to keep them well ventilated for all those gaming sessions when you're sitting down and you're getting all that swamp crutch going on ain't gonna happen when you're rocking those manscape boxer briefs 2.0 and because gamers come in all shapes and sizes, uh, they do have from upwards of small, the old patch size, to the 3XL, to like the old Betson size, uh, everything you need for uh, your waist, not your Pangus uh, patch chill out. It's all right. <laughs> quick, quick back pedal on <laughs> my part. My wife says I'm all right. <laughs> but of course, finally, Manscaped have moved beyond the your just your down under by releasing the Ultra Premium Collection. This is their full body collection that includes shampoo, body wash, moisturized deodorant, everything that will keep you smelling fucking hot. So when you do stop playing them games and harassing people on Twitter, you go outside and be like, damn, that dude smells nice and he doesn't smell like Lynx Africa. This is a plus. Maybe, oh. they, maybe they want to get your smooch on. Manscaped does not uh, guarantee you'll get your smooch on, but I'm sure it will work in your favor. If you want to use Manscaped to get your smooch on, head over to au.manscaped.com. Use the promo code FTP. Get yourself 20% off uh, and free worldwide shipping. That again, au.manscaped.com. Use the promo code FTP. Save yourself 20% off and get free worldwide shipping. Your front area will thank you that button there we go all right now we get to section coin form the place we tell you about what happened this week in playstation and speaking of dicks speaking of dicks hashtag dicks out for kratos <laughs> now god the god of war ragnarok release date was allegedly planned to be revealed uh, on the 30th us time according to some bullshit binary nonsense on a picture uh but a change of plans has apparently happened behind the scenes which means we'll have to keep waiting uh this delay was preempted yeah, dicks in our hands yeah we're sitting there with dicks in our hands being like what do we do with this the delay was preempted <laughs> by sony santa monica's Corey barlog overnight uh, at the time of, of recording where he pleaded with the fans for patience uh the previously the social media sneaks to the snitch uh, had riddled that announcement was due on said day and of course this was corroborated by jason schreier and tom henderson both whom have since reported that the announcement had been pushed back but sony apparently has videos ready to to run showcasing the game's collector's edition and i see padge's eyes open and his ears poke and he sits up in his seat uh because i've already PS got the money set aside oh yeah because while five hundred dollars in an account the other day i don't already. but i will i will find it i will find it uh while a ps blog post is apparently planned to, to confirm the development is progressing well no gameplay was scheduled so according to henderson the collector's edition will feature a one two one replica of mjolnir uh the hat you know thor's hammer 
as well as some badges and other pieces of paraphernalia. But if you're not interested in all the odds and ends, which who the why the fuck would you not be? Uh, there's an alternative Yotnar edition, which will be available, which will just come with the game and the hammer. I'm going to get the fancy pants with the hammer and all this sort of crap. But look, as yeah, I'm, I'm going all out. Oh yeah, same. But as the expectation reached new peaks, quote unquote fans of God of War were taking their enthusiasm to disgusting new lows. Estelle Tagani, a cinematics producer on the sequel, noted on Twitter that she had received harassment in the form of unsolicited dick pics, which so-called fans were sending in, quote, exchange for more information on the game. What the fuck is wrong with all you people? God damn it. Quote, to the, to, to the people who are doing this, when did that ever work for you? God damn yeah. it. And yeah, then... So, no. at, and Corey Barling has also jumped in as well going I cannot believe I even have to say this but don't fucking send dick pics to anyone on this team or anyone in the industry for that matter or fucking anyone I added that last part that's a bit editorialized there but they are busting their ass to make to make something for you to enjoy and and show some fucking respect and then finally Jason Schreier is still pretty confident it's coming out in November Uh, the rumor which is the most important part that's what we're all here to hear. Uh, want, want to hear. <sighs> the Look, fuck is they, wrong with all these people? If they want to solicit dick pics, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, if Estelle was like, like send me a dick pic, well then, yeah. But yeah, they like didn't. If, if the, the Sony Santa Monica account wants to tweet out and say, look, if we receive 1,000 dick pics, we'll give you the release month. And then if we get 2,000, we'll give you the week. And then we'll give you the specific date, the three th- like they, they they could like Kickstarter this sort of thing, but with you no know, pay, payments in dick pics. Kickstarter and like they, they could Kickstarter this. And again, not to the developers, the official. Can you imagine the social media manager <laughs> who's just getting smashed in the in their Twitter DMs? But anyway, um, like, oh, I, I yeah, I can't believe that we have to have this conversation. It's just so petty and stupid and it's just and, and even if we ignore the the dick pics and, and it, it is a strange sort of circumstance this whole thing but like they're like fans have been whipped into a bit of a frenzy over the whole thing through nothing technically which has been the weirdest the weirdest part of the whole thing but um and, and it is kind of there's a lot of anxiety around the whole thing because they're saying it is but there's more and more signs that it isn't and you've still got, and then you get the likes of Tom Henderson and Jason Schreier that are saying it is the sh- the snitch that, you know, they they offer dates. We start to get some kind of con- well, they're not concrete because they're not official Sony messages, but things that seem pretty conclusive. This is the date, and then they change, and then they change, and then you get Corey that has kind of popped up back on Twitter out of nowhere, having been gone for several months. Um, straight up account was gone, not even just inactive. Um, and then and he's then trying to call people. Like it's it's a really weird sort of thing that's going on. Um, and I can't even, I can't work out what could possibly have been the reason why, if, if the reporting is correct, that they were lined up for the 30th and then something changed last minute. Like, what's that something? Mm. What's that something that's, you know, slow, you know, slows the announcement of the release date down. That's what I don't understand. See, because even it, like if it was stock of collector's editions, for example, like we're going to announce these things, and like you don't have to make them available to purchase right away. Like maybe, maybe for a couple of weeks, all you can get is the base base edition, and then on this date, that's when you'll be able to pre-order your 
your Jotnar editions or your Mjolnir's hammers and whatever the case happens to be. Like, you know, they, they can kind of pace those sort of things out. So it's not a retail issue. And if the release date hasn't seemingly hasn't changed or the plan for November still hasn't changed, yeah, I just I, I can't work out what the reason would be mm. for this for this change, assuming that everything was true in the first place, which is the the big disclaimer on the whole thing that June 30 was never officially confirmed by Sony. But again, you've got three pretty reliable sources at this point. Like I think we can bundle the snitch up in this reliable source category alongside a Jason Schreier and a Tom Henderson. The track record squeaky clean up until this point, and even then snitch kind of highlight, it's not going to happen. So even even he'd kind of had time, had, he or she had time to kind of backpedal on their initial messaging. So I just, yeah, I can't work out what the thing would be that would even prompt a delay to this. See, I, but, but they're in a, they're, look, Sony Santa Monica. But I'm not too fussed. The date is a date. They're in a different position. They're in a difficult position right now. And this comes for a couple of different reasons. They may have had full intention to do so, but when they started looking at in the frenzy, you know, and the, maybe they even did it just to fuck with these, like to, work out who this snitch is because it seems as if something at Sony, something at sony santa monica is leaking maybe they want to plug the leak maybe they want to find out where this is coming from and if they done it maybe they've done a select with it like not like in like a conspiracy theory tinfoil hat like hey here's the date some you know don't tell anyone and then they know exactly who told who's been leaking right everyone gets told a different release date <laughs> yeah and that's the thing they, they just kind of drop a bunch of nonsense until and they see what comes out and that could be part of it you know that's certainly possible but the difficult position that they're in right now is because everyone has a hunger right now there's as you said it's a little bit quiet right now so everyone has this hunger uh for uh, for new games and and new releases but they seem to be misunderstanding that hunger for hunger for dick. And yeah. that isn't yeah. the case. Like, I don't... Uh, well, I'll get to the, the other stuff in, in a moment, but I cannot understand how any, any possible train of thought would go, you know what? She's a woman. She's irresistible to me and my opinion. If I send her a picture of my chode, then I'm going to get a release date yeah, for the game send, that's going to make me bolt, uh, bolt upright hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just... Uh. You know, I, I don't... I, look, even if it was like two also, people... Also, in the chat, hashtag Dickstarter. Yeah, Dickstarter. Like, there's money in Dickstarters. Yeah. I dropped that before, but I'll, you know, I'll, give, I'll, give, the, I'll give it to Puck. Um, for me, like, it's just... I don't... I don't get it. Even if it was one or two people, that's one or two people too many. Like, the, yeah. the, it's the thing about dick pics in general, right? They have never worked. You've never heard of a story of, you know, at their wedding day, like, oh, you know, I saw them. They hit... They, we matched on Tinder... Got a picture of his penis, and I went, you know what? I'm going to marry that dick. Right then and there, I knew that was going... No positive story has started with, that's a dick, and I can't wait. It, it doesn't happen. Who the fuck thinks, like, who the, has, who the hell has that much dick hubris to think that they can, like, control and dictate the world <laughs> with their dictate. penis? I don't fucking get it. But yeah, so the, the difficulty that they have now at Sony Santa Monica is if they go, fine, we'll announce it, the gamer's trademark will be like, we won! We won! Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah. Dick pics! Whenever you, don't, whenever you want an answer to something, just send your dick and they'll cave because we're like, we're fucking gaming terrorists. You know, like... Just we're having these... However they're getting to Shrier, Henderson, Snitch, whatever... Having these people kind of 
being able to report these things is not the worst thing in the world because for that sort of we won messaging it kind of shoots it down because like they were able to confirm beforehand yeah it's not gonna happen no no but this is the other thing as well this is the other thing that's fascinating the the, the I, 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 look jason schreier legit tom henderson legit the snitch seems to be legit it's starting to happen yeah but it's funny how the goalpost has kept moving yeah the three of them were like 30th of june it's fucking happening i end on a bible cross my heart hope to die stick a needle in my eye that's what jason Shry tweeted that it's fact uh they were like it is happening and then it did and they went oh yeah we got told that it was moving uh we knew but we didn't say anything uh no a couple of them were saying they were saying oh, beforehand. I'm, Tom I'm, Henderson I'm, ex- saying I'm ex- beforehand, exaggerating yeah, yeah i thought what you mean but the idea is then they suddenly go oh you look yeah it didn't happen uh for a reason that we that we knew about and um yeah cool so like it's just like, oh we weren't wrong the 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 information changed yeah so suddenly like the like the this track record that say the snitch had which was, was pretty good up until this point alleged you know no, it was perfect up to that point yeah, yeah. And I kind of like that he got dethroned a little bit. Like I love, I, I don't, I don't have an issue with a leak. I don't have an issue with a reveal. You know, I understand these things. They happen. It, it's it's great for us as content creators, but it's just like it's fun to see them be put in their place a little bit. Yeah, it, yeah, I can get around that. But it's also fun to sort of see them try to wiggle their way back around. But yeah, look, I'm with you. I don't know why they're de- why it hasn't um my 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 big argument being like they have to do it by now in order to get it out by november like a three four month turnaround is probably the best they could the most sorry the shortest that i think they could do to to actively market the way that yeah had the marketing cycle that you want playstation likes to market and we're in july now it's if the if it's not by the end of this month then expect 2023 is where i'm sitting anyway um yeah yeah i don't there's not much wiggle room at that point no as a as a as it will break my heart and you know as cory on cory on twitter has been like aha it's not delayed because they've never set a date there is no delay and until until there is an original date and then then that original date alters then is a delay so he's not incorrect so him by saying it hasn't been delayed that doesn't tell me that doesn't tell us shit and then additionally Corey has very little to no involvement in this game. He is working on something else. He, he yeah. at best, is an executive producer. He isn't the creative director. He's not even the director. He didn't write it like he did the previous one. He, had on the record, has kept a distance from this game. Like My gut feel is at this point in time, they're probably all hands on deck. Yeah, they're like, probably going if, yeah. if, if, there's, if there's a second team, well, there clearly is a second team. Corey's kind of highlighted that with the fact yeah. that he's working on a different project it, like if they've got multiple teams i think they've all come together now like i yep. think for for the next two to three months they might be all working together on this thing just to help get it out the door if the if the november date is still what the is the reality and what they're still shooting for then it'll all be hands on deck at the moment but but you're right like Corey is relatively hands-off compared to what he was obviously in the 2018 reboot and look, as I said, 
everyone knows it's on the record on this show about how much I love God of War 2018 how it's one of the most important games to me ever that I've ever played yep. and I cannot wait for Ragnarok but I, even I am reasonable enough to not send my dick to someone like it's just You're classy. it will come <laughs> just wait like the game the game will release and we'll be told whether it's not as if there's not other shit to play yeah yeah there's plenty there's, there's still plenty yeah. Including for you, <gasps> Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, what? Final Fantasy just became a betting game. Oh. In the ever expanding universe of Final Fantasy fourteen, few stones have been left unturned in terms of content. However, more is coming to the massively popular MMORPG during, uh, as according to yesterday's letter from the producer live stream, there has been casino style mini games, no. return uh, returning card games from previous games mm-hmm. in the franchise, like Triple Triad. Chocobo racing, fashion shows, submarine expeditions, gardening, hunts, and so much more. But here's the but no, stinger see, for you. See, no, none of that. None of that makes it a betting game patch. None of it. Yeah, but here, here's the stinger for you. Well, now a farming sim is coming mm. to the game. Ooh, I think I just heard your desk lift a few inches. Yeah. Uh, in which players will get their very <laughs> own island sanctuary. Their players can look after animals, gather resources, build out a farm, and earn a new currency to purchase items. This mode, in addition to the swath of new game quests, fixes, and additions, will come to the MMO as a part of patch 6.2 called Berry Memory, which is out in late August. So, you're going to play Final Fantasy XIV? No. But, like, I, I'm, I actively considered it. Well, you've got a whole bunch of new farming sims to go play anyway. Prehistoric ones like um, Roots of Patcha. You've got oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I did Dinkum. Wa- I did watch. Oh, man, Dinkum. Oh, man. And yeah, I saw you comment on the player too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so look, it, this is a way to get me invested in, like this might get me in a Final Fantasy. Like, but how far do you have to play it? That is the question. Like, can I just start the game and go straight to this little aisle and start farming? That I'm okay with. But even then, like after playing Rune Factory... Oh, four, five. Five, five whatever which one it was. And I was like, wow, this is the weebiest fucking farming game I've ever played in my life. And I hated it for it. Wouldn't so you're super excited for Harvestella then, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Is that the name? Yeah, because the one was from the yeah. Nintendo thing. I was like, oh, yeah. they're farming. Oh. You know, like, like kind of there's a there's a season of the year where basically everything's dead. That's kind of interesting. I love like, that. Not just, yeah. not just winter, but like straight up dead. Like, yeah, that's like, it. Yeah. Winter is always fun in farming games, but then if you add like, yeah, just the fucking apocalypse for like three months of the year, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll come up with that, I suppose. But uh, yeah, this may not be enough to get me there. Um, but Padge, you as a massive FF fan, have you dived into the the MMORPGs? Could this get you there? I mean, I'm I'm already there. It's just a matter of actually kind of carving out the time. That and ESO are two things that I really yeah. really want to play, but I just can't get the time or opportunity at the moment. So um i've given es a go like four times and i just i don't have the time as much as i'd love to yeah the the time is the the concern for me so i think both of those are just gonna have to have to be things that i'll wait for when my kids are a little bit older and i don't that i i can panic less about what they'll do when i don't know i'm a little distracted by whatever's going on on screen yeah um that's when maybe i can look to kind of crack into an mmo the game time, the available game time opens up. Sleeping issues aren't the same. I can actually sit there and maybe binge all night and not worry about it. Like all those sorts of things that come from sleep, kids that sleep all night. Jeez, I wish I had that. Um, 
so yeah, look, I'm I'm into both of them. I want to play both of them. The farming sim component doesn't add anything to it for me because I was already in. Um, we'll just wait. Let's got to wait. Yeah, look, for me, I expect if I did boot it up, I'd be like, yeah, give me that farming sim, and I would just be disappointed, and yeah. and that's the concern. But look, I'm not the only one that's felt disappointment this week. Because this week, there had been shaky rumors regarding previous Sucker Punch properties, uh, mostly Infamous and Sly Cooper. And they've been doing the rounds for years now. And they've only increased in frequency since the Sony first-party studio released its biggest game yet with the Ghost of Tsushima back in 2019. So there was widespread Infamous rumor-making headlines back in September of last year. And then Sly Cooper had its turn a couple of months ago in March. And on both these accounts, everyone was advised to be cautious. Because nothing concrete ever came from these whispers, and now we know why. Sucker Punch has confirmed that no infamous or Sly Cooper projects are planned or in development. In a new with blog- them or externally. With them or externally. In a new blog post, it states, quote, With our focus on our current project, we have no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now. And no other studio is currently working on projects related to those franchises either. These characters are very special and near and dear to our hearts. So while we'd never say never to reopening those doors down the road, for now, there is no Infamous or Sly Cooper games in development. Therefore, those aforementioned rumors were absolute nonsense. And we can only assume that their current project is likely the Ghost of Tsushima sequel, uh, as it's been heavily hinted through job openings uh, that that is what they are working on. Now, an infamous I'd like to go back to. That would have been rad. And I was hoping to do it, you know, obviously, but no, no PS now here in Australia. It makes it very hard. But uh, I, I, we'll get there. I know you you have your heart for Sly and, and Infamous. Oh, Infamous is definitely the pick of them though for me still. Yeah. But yes, I do have a soft spot for Sly. Just bum you out. Yeah, yeah, I'm bummed out. Um, I really wanted to believe the Sly rumor. I, I felt like Infamous was less likely, and I think that's because of the Spider-Man component and everything going on with that. And you add Wolverine into it, and like it's, I don't know, I, I don't know what clo- they do. Now, now that this. Marvel DC sort of train is really picking up pace in the video game scene. I don't know what room there is for like an original IP that is like a superhero game. Yeah. So even infamous that's obviously, you know, been there and done. It's a known commodity. It's potential is just nothing compared to what, any of those Marvel or DC IP can achieve. So like you, it's, a, it's a hard one for them. You brought up a really good point when it comes to the likes of what Insomniac's doing. Like if you look over at Spider-Man, like Sucker Punch could release an infamous game. And even if it's amazing, it will seem somewhat derivative compared to Spider-Man because their traversal mechanics are very similar. Hence why the rumor mill for the longest time when we heard about this Spider-Man game was like, it's a Sucker Punch game. And like jokes on you, it's yeah. infam- it was uh, 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 Insomniac the whole time. Well, Insom, yeah. So that's like, you know, and then obviously Sly Cooper had a had a very similar, you know, a lot of the sort of grind railing sort of uh, tra- uh, traversal, very similar to that of, of Infamous. So I can understand why they're not going back. They have a new IP that was incredibly successful and they're just moving forward with that. Like, even though Ghost of Tsushima wasn't for me, just because I don't have that affection and or love for Japanese culture, especially Japanese ninja or samurai culture. Um 
and the gameplay was great and you know it was just a they took a bunch of the different things that ubisoft games did and did them better but just because i don't care about fucking katanas it just didn't land for me so the idea of them working on a sequel makes complete sense and if i was them i'd prioritize that over the, those ones and uh, almost immediately yeah but uh you know <laughs> yeah i understand why they're doing what they're doing i i, I guess i'm I'm confused as to why they felt the need to put this message out. Like even those account NGT, I think was the the Twitter handle, the, the one that had this squeaky clean record as well with uh, all the Star Wars Eclipse stuff. Like it leaked that before the announcement. There was the Hogwarts Legacy stuff. There was like there was several different games where this person clearly had a finger on the pulse. And then they came out and said early in the year, might have been Feb, March, that sort of ballpark that there is Sly. Um, and Sly is going to be announced kind of in the back end of this year. So for them to kind of come out and announce like, the, but, uh, like this, firstly, you know, dashes those hopes, but it's still weird because it's been quite a while now where like that kind of messaging has just fizzled out and yeah. disappeared. Like, I've... why didn't you squash it at the time? If you were trying to make a message like this, why didn't you squash it at the time? And I'm not trying to suggest that there's any sort of creative stuff here that I go, surprise, we lied to you, or look at how we just, you know, we were careful with our words here. We said it's not happening now, but it's actually in pre-production. I Like, there's no, I don't think there's any funny bugger stuff like that, but I just, yeah. it, it's interesting that they came out to address it at all. I, well, to me, it makes sense. So if you look over, you know, if they addressed it when the rumor mill came out, everyone goes, well, of course you would say that if you're working on it. Fucking Tom Henderson said that you're doing it. He's trustworthy. Well, we'd believe him over you, the people that are making it. So by, by them dropping it out of the blue now, it actually adds a lot of legitimacy. Because if, if this was announced on the back of everyone going, it's happening, it's happening. Like right now, like this, it's happening literally back to the story we did two stories ago, God of War. Yeah. Corey come out going it's not delayed everyone's like we don't believe you because it's the timing yeah. right yeah, so by them doing it out of nowhere they're just going hey look just so you all know it ain't happening because very similar to every Capcom social media and or video they're like where the fuck's Dino Crisis uh, yeah, yeah, where is Cap Dino Crisis yeah it's a good point <laughs> but, but like Capcom have never addressed it instead they tease it heavily with Exoprimal you know, what they, I mean? like, so they teased it heavily yesterday because it was a, it was the anniversary. The anniversary. Fox. You know what I mean? So, like, what they're doing is essentially going, uh, maybe. But all that does yeah. is just um, you know, makes every comment section cesspool. You know, yeah. and like every time Sucker Punch want to promote something, they go, "It's that's not Slow Cooper. That's not Infamous with Cole McGrath." You know, stuff like that, right? So this is them nipping it in the bud. They go, "Hey." Just so you know, not happening. Something cool's coming, just but it's not right now. To me, that makes sense, right? You yeah. know, and and on, especially on the back of like the news that we heard last week of like Kojima being like, oh, "Hey, yeah. man, I had this really cool fucking idea for this superhero game," but then I watched the boys. Turns out they have the exact idea that I had for a game, so I ain't gonna make that anymore. I was like, "Oh, that's a bold strategy." Cotton. But Cotton. speaking of the boys, Aloy could be one of them. Well, not really, yeah, but in, in a, like a weird backwards way. Yeah. <laughs> a little while back, the information was dropped Hang that a Horizon TV <laughs> that a Horizon TV series was in the works with Sony and Netflix, but very few specific details were provided. As spotted by journalist Jeff Grubb, or at least someone who maybe told Jeff, whatever, I don't know. He's 
too many fingers and too many pies, oh. uh, and was expanded upon by VGC, we now know that the show is to be called Horizon 2074. Horizon 2077 would be a far worse product. Just taking shots at Cyberpunk. Um, that, it, uh, that it includes production talent that has previously worked on The Boys, Jack Bowen, is that how you pronounce it? Sure. Uh, uh, and The Expanse's Michelle Brady. Uh, and the show will be filmed in Toronto. Now, we've also learned about that, and the reason why these details have basically come out in the first place is because there are, yeah, financial tax incentives to record and set the product in Toronto. Dude, there are so many so many uh, shows are filmed in Canada because, like, the two places of Toronto and Vancouver are the two places that they go to because there's insane tax breaks to, to go there and do it in the same way that so many movies get filmed out of the Gold Coast. Like all yeah. the Marvel movies, because like the Queensland government just incentivizes the fuck out of it, the same way that Canada does. But because of that, you've got to kind of officially document stuff in a yes. in a fairly public manner, and so it's just been pretty easily uncovered as a result. Uh, Grub subsequently claimed in the recent episode of the Giant Bomb, uh, I think it was his bug, uh, sorry, Grub Snacks episode, uh, that Horizon twenty seventy four will take place across two timelines. He says the show, as pitched right now, is to be called Horizon twenty seventy four, and it'll be split it will split its time between the timeline you see in the games and the timeline of when things begin to fall, Grub said. The idea is that this is not a reboot or a remake or sort of a reimagining of the game's uh, storyline. It will take place parallel and sort of explain other elements that happened in the game. Which is interesting, probably for the better, I suppose. It is kind of, I think, if you do try to recreate stuff, you're entering dangerous, risky yeah. space that only very few can dare tread. And I say that knowing that HBO is recreating a lot of The Last of Us right now. Um, but that is a different tier, I think. And even the talent that they've got involved, like there's a, I think there's more of an assurance that you can have if you're HBO, if you're Neil Druckmann, like everyone involved with you go, we've got the people, we've got the chops to be able to do this. Yeah. As opposed to... He, this, which is not to say it's going to be a bad product, but the the no commodity thing, the belief in your own abilities, that sort of stuff, it's not necessarily the same. Yeah, and it's one of those things like Herman Holst is a name, but he's kind of disconnected from uh, Gorilla at the moment. So like they yeah. can't they can't do the same thing of we got Druckmann. They can't be like we got Holst because like that's not the same effect. And because like, yeah. I don't think he, I don't think uh, Herman wrote it. I think he just sort of did direct it. Where like Druckmann yeah, they got was some so... ex Obsidian writers. In yeah, where, that, like, place, yeah. Druckmann was so in, in integral in the creation of The Last of Us to have him over there is is good. Uh, I, look, I know this is relative, yeah, relatively old news, but twenty seventy four. What a shit name! Like it is. Yes, technically it's the year that it's set in, and you know, like it could be just a placeholder name. Yeah, and we do know that it's, you know, set in the future and so stuff like spoilers for the game, but like, a it's a shit name. Um, Toronto makes sense that's not really impressive news uh, you know the two timeline stuff I actually kind of like because yeah, yeah I mean, we're right with that yeah when we play Horizon it's just all set now or the now and the, or time, it's a, the present or it's a hard of the, flashback the present to of the game yeah, and then yeah. everything's done through uh, holographs holograph things right but where that's gonna look like shit in TV watching someone do this and stare at a, ho- at a, at a, at a holograph um, hologram sorry um, yep. but then having it cut to a, like a full shot timeline like past 
It makes way more sense to me. If anything, this is what I thought they'd be doing with the God of War series. Is yeah. they'd like they'd have a hero and then they'd flash back to him in Greek mythology. In Greece. Yeah. yeah, to establish some of the stuff heading into the Norse mythology. And there's nothing saying they can't do it to both of them. You know, it's a yeah. it's a great story story uh storytelling device, but yeah, it's it's there's gotta be a better name. It's gotta yeah, be Yeah, I, I think that's probably just a placeholder for now. And again, like the Toronto thing and the tax breaks, I think they are going to be very important because probably compared to all of those other series that they've got in development, Last vs. God of War and GT, this is going to be the more expensive one. Yeah, we discussed this a couple of weeks ago when we when they announced the Amazon connection with God of War, etc. Um, yeah, and this, it's one of those things that this is why Netflix was picked. Like, Although this was before Netflix started just fucking crumbling around us. Like yeah. their stocks plummeting and they're everyone like they just they've like fired a stack of people like they previously they had the money to like back up cg like in the same yeah. way that we see when they pick a show and they run with it like stranger things as an example like they throw money at it and they put time and resources um and hopefully they do that with horizon so i, I imagine yeah. with stranger things possibly wrapping i think they've got one more season in them one more season who yeah. knows whenever but, that drops and, and look yeah, when, when they find when Netflix fi- finds the right thing, you're right. They throw the kitchen sink at it financially, and it usually pays dividends. The the um, premiere numbers for part two of Stranger Things from yesterday were it's just incredible. Like the the record yeah. things, the whole service crashed for a while. Everything was a bit of a shit show for quite uh, for quite a period last night, as I was gearing up to start watching the finale. Thanks everyone. Um, still got it done got four hours done. yeah you got to fix that mate you you will lose your mind over this i reckon i would yeah you got time you, I do you can just watch seasons one to four in preparation for five <laughs> jump on that bandwagon pretend you were there all along yeah um but yeah i think like a similar sort of story here like if they can recognize that they've what they've got and throw the kitchen sink at it and again there's a there's a degree of proof in the pudding already they've got the witcher they, they've seen what the witch has done um and i think they they could feel somewhat confident they could replicate that well yeah because they've seen backed again that hunger that comes from a just the gaming audience that'll that'll happily go across and then the you know it, uh, the lore is so like desirable at least for horizon yeah. right like there is so much greater potential within that as you know as the world expands and you know there's just all these little things that you can do and depending on I imagine they're not going to wrap everything up in like 13 episodes or whatever. That would nah. make no sense. So hopefully that means there's a lot of potential for growth and, you know, ambition and sort of, you know, as they scale up, it's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, and again, like even the scale of what's involved CG wise and stuff is very different, but there's no reason why they can't apply a very Witcher style model to this as well. Like in, in the case of the Witcher, you do have that, monster of the week style thing every now and then a bit like what supernatural used to have back in the day oh, like, yeah. used to, like you know you it's a ghost this time or it's this or it's that like there would be that kind of tent pole they built the whole thing around and you could have a similar sort of thing going in here where there's a there's a snap more that's causing all sorts of issues and then like and you know aloy or whoever it happens to focus on is kind of traipsing through this area but then there's this story that evolves around that and yet there's still little threads along the way that connect what's just happening that one episode to the larger thing that means you can still have a really impactful season finale and all those sorts of things. But it means that you can prolong the story, not in a bloated, ugly shit sort of way, but in a way that keeps people constantly engaged. Like there's a, there's a really fascinating sort of 
overall narrative there, but then some really cool sub stories along the way. And having that dual timeline, it will actually allow them to have, say, if they do each season, say, 13 episodes, that actually allows them to spread the budget out. Like, so yeah. they're like, well, we're going to have four episodes over this over this season that are just set in the past. The tech, so therefore the budget, they don't have to make machines or whatever. So that when when they do have the the episodes where a Thunderjaw rocks up, they can oh, throw the money and having the Thunderjaw look awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, man, I, I really can't wait. It's going to be so good. Absolutely. I mean, well, I guess we've already seen it because how good does horizon zero dawn and forbidden west looks special but, mass yeah. sexy television you're gonna have to send me the link to that tv afterwards i think i'm gonna have to buy one so we can just wax lyrical about oh, the tv yeah like i'll take a Samsung, i'll take a samsung sponsorship I'll, I'll i'll do it for free but already but uh look speaking of free these are these are your ps plus <gasps> games that are coming out this month so july's 2022's ps plus games have been officially announced and yet again those goddamn leaks were spot on and as per usual uh, you're getting three games, some for PS5 and the PS4. They are as follows. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time for PS5 and PS4. The Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan uh, on PS4. And Arcade Again, which is now finally in 1.0 version. It's full release over on PS5 and the PS4. Now, for those playing at home, Dark Pictures Anthology is uh, part of your PS Plus uh, Extra and or Deluxe or Premium. So, Okay. And I'm positive, positive Crash Bandicoot's been on there before. No, the the Insane Trilogy has been it was a part of the the play, uh, PS Plus collection. Mm, okay, but four four hasn't been. But for some reason, I had the idea, and I think I might be wrong. But for some reason, I had the idea that Crash Four was part of Extra as well. Uh it it's not. Maybe. And then, yeah, and then the weird one is Arcade Again and is now 1.0. So it's, it's weird in the sense that all these are games that you could kind of get free in other ways. Yeah, but like, see, this is the this is the challenge, right? So in the same way that games games with gold are fucking useless since yeah. Game Pass was bought in, Sony always had that advantage. PlayStation always had this strength that, the, that, that at least your week, your monthly quote unquote free games were awesome. Or at least yeah. even their subpar months were pretty all right. I look the, at this and this is shit. I Man guess the other thing to keep in mind blows and like especially on the back of the quarry, which is better. So I understand why there's a connection here. Hey, not everyone played Man of Medan. A lot, you know, the quarry's just out. Before you jump into the quarry, why don't you play a shit shitter version? Like it does. Like it's it's I get Supermassive's name out, out into the conversation, even though it's already there. Don't know why. Crash Bandicoot, as I said, feel like it's already been on there. Arcade again didn't get a whole lot of love even when it fucking launched in early access. It is a it is a very very lackluster month, and especially the the month after the launch of the expanded PS Plus puts a lot, if i were them i would have made this month fucking awesome just to and look not they do have, have and you have fear. to be you have to be an extra subscriber or higher but you do get stray on july 19 as well if you're an extra then subscriber, that's not which, part of your ps yeah. plus essential but it's that's it's yeah it's, no, it's not part of the essential so it's just that was kind of the disclaimer there is another game this month it's just you gotta have an extra five yeah, but, a month. I, it's like, I said, yeah. but to me that's you're still right you're still right yeah. i agree so the idea is that means they're wanting you to pay more. Like if you just have the same PS Plus you've always had, you are missing out. 
and that was the greatest fear that the second they added these additional tiers the lower tier would get shit on and at least so far it has and yeah. like that's that you know that that is the sky is falling but the history has shown when you look at the direct competitor they just they stopped caring yeah, they've got to be smarter about the games that are available, the selections going forward. Yeah, I hope PlayStation haven't made haven't made the same choice. I think oh, we could be wrong about Crash Four, but yeah, certainly the other two were definitely bang on the money about Man of Medan and Arcade Again. Is yeah, it's just a weird, tricky one. I get it, but it's a yeah, it's yeah. odd. If it was for me, at least as I said, optically, I would have just made the first month a fucking banger, and then made August shit and September shit. And then like as, yeah. that, that way, at least it doesn't initially like the initial perception isn't that it was that they're going the other way about it does that make sense yeah yeah i'm with you no i'm with you I completely agree you want me to do quick bits uh actually no fuck it i'll, I'll run in those quick bits for you. you you get to be the rea- right. you get to be the reaction man oh hey let me do the first one for you all right go ahead ryan story of seasons pioneers of oliver town has been dated for ps4 on the 29th of July. Uh, less than a month. Less than a month to go. Oh, boy. We have only been waiting so long, Paul. So, so long. It's... Let's, let's hope we have hands on it fairly soon. Because, uh, yeah, I don't... You another, and I have both put requests in. Yeah. I haven't reached out to the local distributor here yet. Because, like, they've changed. And even they haven't sent any blasts out about yeah. it yet. So, I don't even know whether they're still handling Marvelous anymore. But, like... God damn! I, 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 you and I did our review discussion. It is on the channel uh, for it on the Switch, uh, and we loved they, it. But the performance issues were a big issue. Yeah, the the throttling of the Switch was so gnarly, especially when your when your farm started getting busy because that's what you need to do in order to to churn out all those gold bars and planks of wood, etc. You got to start like going crazy, and it, it just chewed through that uh, that that game. So hopefully, God, I want it so bad. We hope with the bigger like the 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 uh, the fucking run t- the lead time that we had even with Mineral Town on PlayStation was huge, very generous. So I'm pretty excited. I'm hopeful that this week. I don't know. Like that's maybe being pre- too presumptuous. And again, that's a luxurious position that we're in here, and I don't want to ever take it for granted. But she's. Like I could get it two days. I could get it the day after release. I'm still going to be fucking stoked. Yeah, it's true. But like, I, I just want to play it. I'll just buy it if I don't, if I don't get it. Like, it's one yeah. of those games I'm like, I'm going to buy this one game. All right, more quick bits. I'll leave the rest to you. The Skate 4 Dev Full Circle has released pre-alpha footage of the upcoming game and the ability to apply for closed beta testing. I know Max has jumped in on the closed beta. He's put his application to be like, let me play the games. You're not a big skateboarder, Pad. So did you play nah. the skate games? No. Nah. No. Nah, so I, I mean, I, I liked Tony Hawk back in the day when I was you know, on the PS1. Yeah. But yeah, it just... Skate is, I might play it when it comes out. Yeah, Skate is the not. better skateboarding game. I'm sorry, Tony Hawk, you had your time. You, fa- you you fumbled it. But Skate is awesome. Skate 4 looks really good. It looks to have the same DNA and, and energy uh, as the original. Big thumbs up. Uh, Overwatch 2 will be supporting 120 frames per second on PS5. But it will also have diff- uh, different performance options, quote-unquote, as well as VRR support. So, if I, if I was to play it on my TV, it would be amazing. But I'm not playing it, because Overwatch 2 is poo. As is Overwatch 1. Ubisoft's long-in-development pirate game Skull and Bones is also apparently wanting to release in November. On the 8th of November, to be exact. According to the Xbox Store listings and that old bastard Tom Henderson. <laughs> 
This this guy. Fucking up left, right, and fucking center. guy. Uh, Jane Foster, the Lady Thor, uh, is joining Marvel's Avengers for anyone that's fucking playing that game anymore. Uh, for, because everyone's moved over to Fall Guys, apparently. Since it's gone free-to-play, over 20 million people have been playing uh, the the Battle Royale Bean game, which did drop off really fucking quick. So hopefully this stays around a little bit longer. Yeah, 20 million is a pretty pretty awesome number. It's a honker uh, number. And what, what it really does, and what I'm really excited for, is the fact that because they've kind of put out a new version of it and there's all these new players in there, that trophy rarity that i've got for the plat that's gone right down like that's even more and more impressive i'm sure oh stoked yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks everyone well, yeah just a little brag there from pat which is nice but and finally the f- the first photo of the psvr2 in the flesh or on a leather seat uh has leaked <laughs> to reddit and it looks exactly like the the, the 3d renders that we've seen in the videos uh, etc it looks tiny it looks tinier than the actual original PSVR. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess the thing that's interested me most about the picture that's come out is the the cord length of all things, mm. because in, in like the the shiny pictures that you know the official stuff from Sony, they've not shown the cord. Like it's kind of photoshopped out and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So it looks like I mean the the cord at full extension on the P, original PSVR was four point four meters. Yeah. But once again, I mean, it's hard, being... to, it's hard to get a rig still bound up, but it looks like it could be longer than that. They could be pretty generous here. Once again, could... these could be these are very clearly going to be dev versions. These are not the retail versions. So as a result, I imagine looks there are retail. some minor things. So the cord may be shorter in the dev version, so they can be it's close to the PC or whatever. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I imagine the retail version of even this headset. It looks like the retail version, but I'm sure it's in the same way that you know, like the old certain dev some dev kits look exactly like the retail version but yeah not. yeah it's true so it might be that too but i'm excited it looks fucking great it looks tiny like there's a little curved front air, front front of it just actually makes it look smaller it doesn't look as bulky um as the there's a psvr one which has me excited yeah i'm all about it uh probably early next year at this point but whenever it comes i'll get it yeah i'm gonna have to start sucking a whole bunch of dick to get that money can't wait uh, new PlayStation releases for this week. Uh, Matchpoint Tennis Champions coming to PS5 on the 7th of July. Mad Sun or Mad Eye Sun coming to PS5 on the 8th of July. And Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series PS5 8th of July. And uh, Eurokill, the Culmination Games Lux Edition PS5 8th of July. Bunch of fucking nonsense. Absolute no yeah. games. No. Uh, play The Quarry. Play play Outriders World Slayer or whatever. Go play that. Yeah, enjoy games that came out in previous weeks. Yeah, man. I'm excited. There we go. That does bring us to the end of the show. A nice, a nice, uh, decent Meaty. one there. Medium, an hour and a half, or approximately. Not too bad. It's good shit. Yeah, man. man and glad were, to be back. Man, when you and I get fucking chatting, it's always a blast. And, uh, yeah. it, it, Which it, is it, what, it exactly why we need to play some Outriders together. Damn right we do. Damn right we do. And Borderlands, or Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina's. We'll, we'll, it's on. It's we'll, on. We'll make it work. But, uh, yeah, big thank you to everyone for joining us. Once again, as I say each and every week, the greatest thing you can do is share your time with someone in the same way that Padge has very kindly shared it with myself. Thank you for taking time out of your week to listen to our absolute bullshit. If you want to hear more bullshit coming from Padge, where can you hear it? Uh, player2.net.au, 
Dev Diary podcast. Go check that one out, please. As as you mentioned before, lots of cool guests coming to the show. Pretty regular sort of clip. Um, I am, and I will happily declare this one. I think the last time we spoke, I had to confirm that we our insomniac one fell over, which was a which is a bit of a shame. But people would have learnt last week. I think you discussed it on the show. Um, no, no, not about me getting this person oh. as a guest, but a new game from this person, we Michael Mumbauer and, yes. and John Garvin were getting together. Um, well, Michael's a former guest of the show. John's someone I've been trying to get on the show for quite some time. Michael is helping me to get John on the show. We are conversing via email at the moment. He has already said, yes, we now just need to work out a time. Um, so John Garvin is going to be coming on the show sometime in the nearish future uh, to talk about all things Sony Ben, this new uh console hedera network nft yeah all sorts of all sorts of cool stuff i'm really fascinated actually and i guess without kind of breaching too much kind of friendly friendly kind of confidentiality stuff like michael and i were having a decent chat about all that stuff the other day and he was sharing some really i mean i didn't have the greatest understanding of all things nft i just you know kind of pick up what you hear online and you're bad for the environment and this and that and yeah and obviously we we see you know, bored apes and all those sorts of horrible things that really paint a pretty bad picture. And as it turns out, like uh, from what Michael's explained to me, there there is a lot of cool stuff that's going on in there now. And it just, he, he is of the belief that that stuff just needs to bubble to the surface. Mm. That stuff is getting lost at the moment amongst the bullshit that is out there. He compared that to people trying to make computers out of like panels and kind of boarding shit up back in the day. Um, but there's this other side of it that's going on that's just not getting seen at the moment and he's hoping that what they can do will be one of the first pieces of evidence that suggests hey like this is actually possible but the other thing that hasn't really been spoken about in any of the reporting at all is that if you don't want any of that nft stuff play on a console you won't have to worry about it it won't be there there you go this is like the so it's coming to console it's coming to pc it's coming to this hedera network thing but they are all isolated things so if you want nfts and all that sort of stuff you have to go through that yeah i think it's hedera or whatever whatever how it was pronounced whatever the name of it was i don't know because i don't know nfts um like if that's what you want to involve get yourself involved in you can do it that way but you don't have to you can play the core proper experience which means we're getting a game that when I said to Michael, hey, it, you know, some of the screenshots you've put out kind of gives me resistance vibes. He did, like quite actively did not acknowledge that one way or the other, oh. just kind of breezed straight past it. Um, we were amidst a pretty, fairly busy conversation at the time. So I don't I don't think there was anything kind of too sus about that. Oh. But um, I don't know. The the screenshots of Ashfall out there do kind of give me some resistance vibes. So I'm hopeful that that's kind of the path they go down. And then for that to be written by John Garvin is really, really promising. So... Look forward to talking to John about all of that stuff, hopefully sometime soon. We're just trying to work out a time. Sounds Beyond good. that, as you mentioned early on, I do a lot of new stuff for Game Ranks. Um, just trying to churn stuff out while it's school holidays at the moment, punch out as many news pieces as I can, sh- share the word of basically, I think, almost everything we've discussed today. I've written news posts about so far this week. Um, and yeah, that's that's about it. And of course, you can see him over at Twitter, at Paul James Games. Of course. Got to head over there. It's a good place to go. But this PlayStation conversation happens as at 8 a.m. Uh, happens. Wait, what was the uh, at, at 8 a.m. on your podcast services, 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you want to jump in on that PlayStation conversation, you can. We're heading over to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, all those links in the description below. 
But if you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash swapcultures where you can watch us record this show live where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on those podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are watching on the YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can over at patreon.com slash popculture as well as our merchandise store popculturist.com slash shop where you buy shirts and other assorted shit without logos on it or you can help support the brands and help support us just like our friends over at Manscaped if you go to au.manscaped.com use the promo code FTP save yourself 20% off and get free worldwide shipping but do until, it but until next week I'm Ryan Betson and I'm Paul James and that was for the players what's the score on the sports uh cats uh- 12 1082 to 5 131. <laughs> Absolutely, and we're taking the piss now.